0: Take your Bibles, please, and turn to the book of Romans in chapter number 8. We're going to begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I'm going to stop reading right there. There's a lot really to deal with in this chapter, and some of it I'm not prepared to deal with yet. But I want you uh, to begin looking. We're we're seeing this is still carrying over from chapter 7 where we've been all week. He's just dealt with under the law we're condemned. Under the law we find that we are still also under the law of sin and death. When we try to live out our Christian life through the power of our flesh, we find we cannot do it. The key is to those that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There are two natures inside of us. God has not removed your sin nature. God has taken away the penalty, or or the, the judgment for us, by taking our place on the cross at Calvary. But I still have the capability to sin as a Christian. I still can feed the flesh. I still can walk in the flesh but I don't have to. God freed me from the bondage of sin and gives me a choice, which we found in chapter 6 of Romans, and I have the choice to yield to the flesh, or rather to yield to the Spirit of God. These two natures fight against each other constantly. We have to, as Christians, learn to walk in the Spirit. This subject can get really deep. It also can get people out into some areas that they should have never been taken. I'm, I may This may or may not make people mad, but this is Bible. And in order to understand what the Scripture is dealing with here, then we're going to have to understand what he means. My question coming into this chapter is, What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? There's several clues that were given. I want to really deal with them probably more next week, but I'll give just a little, I guess, introduction for next week. If you look in verse number 14, the Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I'm going to make some statements here from some things I've been thinking about. I believe walking in the Spirit is the same as being led of the Spirit. I think the key is a key in the mind on what we think and meditate on, what we allow in. I think chapter 6 gives us a very good comparison in the word yield. Who are you yielding yourself to obey? Sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness? Are you yielding yourself to sin and the flesh or are you yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God? I think the answer is kind of found in all of that. We also could look at the very opposite because these are given as opposites. Walk not after the flesh. We know the things of the flesh are sinful against God. They're not spiritual things. So to walk in the Spirit is going to be the very opposite of walking in the flesh. I hope I'm not getting too wordy or being too deep, but let let me say this before I go any farther. There's a lot of people out there today that get very messed up when it comes to the Holy Spirit And how he works. When we speak about walking in the spirit. And being led of the spirit. I am not referring to anything mystical. Or. Ridiculous. As. A lot of things are posed today. I heard a preacher recently say. That he's heard it go. In the course of several years. Or. he, I can't remember how many years it was, 20, 30 years. He said he's heard it go from, you know, people talking about laughing in the spirit or weeping in the spirit to speaking in tongues all in the spirit. to He said he's heard it get as crazy as people literally, supposedly, vomiting in the spirit. I'm going to make kind of a bold statement here, but understand where I'm coming from, and I think it'll make sense the more we dig into it. And I want to answer this from the Word of God. I'm just giving a small introduction. Lord willing, next week we'll deal much more in depth with some of this. But the first thing you need to keep in mind is the Holy Spirit will never operate outside of the confines of the Word of God. The Bible puts some time limits on things. One of those, he says, when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part will be done away with. When you begin to study that chapter in Corinthians, you'll find out he's referring to prophecy as far as any new prophecy. He's referring to tongues, which the Bible meaning of tongues were actual languages that people could understand And it talks about when that which is perfect is come, which would be the word of God, that which is in part where all these extracurricular revelations would be done away with. He says, where there be prophecies, they shall cease. Where there be tongues, they shall fail. I believe that the Holy Spirit does want to control our life, but that does not mean that we are made into some sort of robot-like creature that has no control over what we do or say. Nor does it mean that we begin to operate outside of the confines of Scripture, and nor does it mean that the attention gets placed on me rather than the Lord Jesus Christ. People that magnify the Holy Spirit over Christ have their doctrine messed up. The Spirit magnifies Christ. The Spirit reveals Christ through the Word of God. The Spirit is not going to give any revelation that contradicts the Word of God. That being said, there are some things that I don't need a specific verse to know that he's dealing in my heart and life. For instance, I'm called to be a missionary. I don't know where, but I responded to the call at age 17. Through principles of the word of God, he worked in my life and put in my heart a burden and I believe called me to the mission field. I still do not know where, but one day I do believe he will give me a specific location that he wants me at that may or may not be here. It may be elsewhere, but that's up to him. I believe he'll give me clear. There's not a verse in the scripture that says, Jimmy, you were supposed to go to such and such a place at such and such a time. That will be by the leading or the direction of the Holy Spirit, but yet it will be through the principles of the Word of God and under or through the authority as well that God has placed in my life, which is the Word of God and, of course, the authority of the church. I will be sent out of a local church. That's a Bible principle. So there are things that the Holy Spirit reveals to us personally. There are things in my life that I, or activities, In places that I cannot go. Places that did not exist when the Bible was written, but there are principles in the Word of God. And through those principles, as I've read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit has worked in my heart. And there are places where if I were to begin to go there, my heart would condemn me. The Holy Spirit in my heart would say, Jimmy, don't go there. I can't tell you how many times, and I'm not trying to magnify me at all. I'm trying to explain this point. This should be normal for everybody. This is not just me. Somebody comes by walk or er, er, dressed indecently. The Holy Spirit in my heart says, look the other way. There are things I don't need a specific verse for. He's in my heart. I do not wish to grieve or quench him. But I can say this for sure, that He's not going to guide me outside of the confines of the Word of God. And rather, His purpose is to glorify Christ through my body. And as I yield myself to His Word, the Holy Spirit begins producing fruit in me. One place I can take you to, to kind of help us understand this, and we'll close out the week with this. I want you to turn with me to Psalms and chapter number 1. Psalms chapter number 1. The Bible says this, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Notice this, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. You've got the word of God, and you've got a mind that is set or fixed on the word of God. The Bible goes on to say, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. All I'm wanting to point out to you is this thing. Here's a man meditating on the word of God. His mind is set on spiritual things, the law of the Lord. And when his mind gets set on the law of God, fruit comes in season. If you'll remember from the New Testament, the Bible refers to the fruit of the Spirit as love, joy, peace, longsuffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, and temperance, I believe. Against such there is no law. It doesn't reference prophecy as we see in the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit would move on men and speak through them I still believe the Holy Spirit uses men I still believe the Holy Spirit can fill men but the Word of God also shows us that at the moment of salvation the Holy Spirit moves in my heart now I can grieve and quench his influence in my life but if I am willing to yield myself to him and get my mind fixed on the Word of God, I believe then and only then can we begin to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. There is a preacher, I've got to find a few of the references, but I do remember him coming to our church, and he made this statement or this point as he was preaching that we can only be as full of the Holy Spirit or filled with the Holy Spirit as we fill ourselves with the Word of God. Because that is the tool of the Holy Spirit. And He will not be bringing glory to you, but rather He'll be glorifying Christ through your life. I want to live a victorious Christian life. That can only be done if I don't walk in the flesh, but rather walk in the Spirit. And my point to you this morning is that if you want to walk in the Spirit, then you better get your mind in the Word of God, because that is where He will work in your heart, or through you, is by the Word of God. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.